0: Bloody gods. Okay,
1: in our last recording...
0: Here I am. Ah, crud. Where'd you go? I found a stack of old Playboy magazines from the 70s in the vacant office across the hall. Let
1: me guess, you read them for the articles?
0: No, I like looking at the vintage drug advertisements.
2: You need a new hobby.
0: Did you know you can crush up your Valium and sprinkle it into your Jello for a dessert that will make your next party the talk of the neighborhood? How much longer did you say you were sticking around, mate? I'll take it from here. In our last recording, Valentine bought an old portable stereo with magic runes that used to belong to Queen City Heavy Metal Group, Kick Axe. Probably. Unfortunately, the stereo was covered in evil rooms that cursed Valentine with a mullet and leopard-skin tights. They were...
1: uncomfortable.
0: Aced with a terrible situation, Valentine had no choice but to inhale Trevor the Cloud, the hallucinogenic fungus who knows pretty much everything in this town. Ask your doctor if Trevor is right for you. Laugh here. Armed with Trevor and a rockin' hairstyle, Valentine set out with Eris and Threadripper and Trevor to track down the source of the runes and sing some sick tunes along the way. First up, the Cathedral Village Community Garage Sale.
1: The annual Cathedral Village Garage Sale. It's the place where everyone's cast-offs go to be reborn. Last year's uncool sportswear, old toasters, framed 3D laser art, you name it. Is that a crushed velvet painting? Anyway, If you get here early enough, there's some good stuff to be had, but you have to know the right table and the right vendor. Everyone knows that Melinda's table has the good stuff. She's an old cathedral village hippie who smells like sandalwood and wears so many bangles she sounds like walking wind chimes. Don't be fooled by the peace and love vibes though. She's sharp as a tech and happy to sell you a 50 cent bracelet for 15 bucks. Oi, Melinda, remember me?
3: If I had to guess, I'd say you're that roadie from the last Guns N' Roses tour. Didn't I tell you to move on?
1: What? No! This is the mullet of a frontman, not a roadie! I was here earlier today!
3: Oh, yes. Forgive me. I see you've updated your look. Can I interest you in these fingerless leather gloves?
1: I'm not here to accessorize, thank
3: you. Ooh, those would look kind of sexy on you. How much, though? Boss, we're on a clock!
1: Right. I bought this stereo from you this morning.
3: I have a strict policy of non-attachment to material goods once they have been exchanged for currency. In this way, I honor their intention to be free of my destiny. This stereo has chosen you must I? What? No refunds. No exchanges.
1: No! No, that's not why I'm here. You told me this stereo belonged to Kickaxe.
3: Allegedly so.
1: Can you tell me how it came into your possession?
3: Providence is a mystery. My table is a sheltered cove where items wash up and find shelter. Who can trace the currents of time and chance that bring these goods to my beach?
1: I'll give you 20 bucks if you tell me where you got this thing.
3: Now we're talking.
4: What a surprise. Alright, here's 10, 15,
3: 16,
1: 17, 18, 18, 65, and I'll owe you the rest.
3: You can't even come up with 20 bucks. I
1: paid you 75 this morning. What? Not now, Thread.
3: 75...
1: Dollars? It's a priceless piece of rock and roll history. Probably.
4: It's a cursed item. That made you look like you were a poison tribute band.
3: Put your money away. I have more pressing needs.
1: Uh okay.
3: There's a puka in my shed. I think it came over with the shipment of Celtic jewelry. It's making a mess of my inventory and I need it banished.
1: Oh! Oh! You know who I am!
3: Of course I do. Who else hangs out with a glamoured pixie, a street magician with a shadow twin, and a tattooed demigoddess?
0: Don't forget Trevor. She can't see you, Trevor.
3: Is he here too? Say hi for me.
1: Is there anyone you don't know?
3: We dated back in the 70s he was a lot cooler back then gross i got that stereo from a guy named grant McIntosh. he used to run that club channel 10 here's his address
1: thanks i owe you one banished pooka.
3: be careful with grant would you after channel 10 closed he kind of withdrew from the world he doesn't like it when strangers show up
1: don't worry paranoiacs love me The address Melinda gave us leads to a bungalow in Broder's Annex. The front yard is an overgrown mess. Grass gone to seed, a deflated kiddie pool draped over a rustic tricycle. The steps are rotted through and practically sliding off the front of the house. What worries me, though, are the runes on the front door.
4: Are those the same runes as the ones on the stereo? Not quite. I think these are intended as a ward. Guess what? ...against the thing you're holding.
1: Oh, great. Well, let's see if our club owner's home.
4: Come on, keep trying!
5: Oi! Weird club guy! Macintosh!
1: The screen door swings open and a waft of stale fast food bags and unwashed laundry hits me right in the nose a face with a pair of crazed eyes and a ratty toque stares out at me. The whole way behind him is lined with stacks of newspapers and old pizza boxes.
6: What? What do you want?
1: Grunt, Macintosh.
6: Whatever you want, I don't have it, or if you have it, I don't want it.
1: You don't want the latest issue of Hermit Monthly? It's got all the latest fashion tips for shut-ins. <laughs> all right, look, I'm sorry. Couldn't stop myself. Belinda gave us your name. We need your help. Mr. McIntosh! I have your stereo! Did you play it? You think I grew this bullet for fun?
6: Come on in. Leave the stereo on the porch. Take off your shoes. Don't want you dragging in dirt all over
0: my living room.
1: Don't stray from the pizza box path, everyone.
0: I'm leaving my shoes on. I'm a rebel. Have a seat.
6: There's a couple of milk crates if the couch is too crowded. This is a step up
0: from my old home. Honestly.
1: So what's the deal with that stereo, Mr. McIntosh? Where do those runes come from? And how do we get rid of these mullets and these... tights?
6: I can tell you where the rumors came from. That's easy. I drew them.
2: What? Why?
6: Channel 10 wasn't doing so well in the 90s, bookings were falling off, crowds were staring away. I was desperate for a solution, so I thought I'd goose up the live shows a bit.
4: By invoking the Norse god of music? Yep. Do you know how dangerous it is to call on a god for help? That's like poking a bear the size of a mountain.
6: Like I said, I was desperate. Kickaxe had moved to Vancouver, but they added a new front man and they were touring smaller venues throughout western Canada. Somehow, I managed to snaggle them. Calling on Braggie was supposed to revitalize the business. Give the Queen City a show to remember.
0: Mr. McIntosh?
6: The night of the gig, the pace was packed. Kickaxe was about to come on. I popped in a mixtape tape and plugged the stereo into the soundboard. It's hard to describe what happened next. The the music started and then... It's like reality just cracked open. This arc opened on the stage and these rays of golden light shot out of it. Anyone who was touched by the light grew a gigantic... mullet. Like the one I've got? No. You don't understand. These weren't just hairstyles. They were alive like writhing eels of gold. The dance floor turned into this waving mass of liquid hair. It started to flow from one person to the next, turning them into some giant organism. Then all started headbanging and chanting,
3: Hail Broggy,
6: Hail Broggy!" Then I saw it. And I saw a shape in the arc. A shadow of a figure with, with a massive mullet. Holding a shining gold double neck guitar. I knew that Broggy was coming. And if he stepped through that arc, life as we knew it would be over.
4: Ash
5: and hells.
4: So, what did you do?
6: I unplugged the stereo. And I stopped it.
4: He interrupted a summoning ritual at the last possible moment. But did that,
6: you know, stop it? Not exactly. More like delayed it.
4: Braggie still wants to come through. He's been waiting at the threshold for decades.
6: Waiting for the ritual to complete itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, but what kind of fool would kick up a decades-old ritual to bring a god into this world? And oh, I see what I Valentine! I just wanted to own a piece of rock and roll history! It didn't even belong to Kickaxe It belonged to this guy! And you paid $75 for it!
4: If that stereo is so dangerous, why did you sell it to Melinda in the first place?
6: Because I'm tired. Tired of living like a hermit. Tired of waiting for a god to finally break into our world and bring it crashing down around our ears. And I'm tired of living with
1: this. With that, he rips off his toque and shakes out his mullet. It snakes down his back like a shining river of gold, illuminating our old struck faces.
0: Wow.
6: Also, I need a piece of money, and Melinda took it off my hands
1: for 20 bucks.
0: Unbelievable.
4: How do we stop the ritual?
1: We don't.
4: Wait, what?
1: There's no way to keep Broggy out now. We have to face him and send him wailing back to Asgard with his mullet between his legs. Let's go to the place where this all began and ended. God is my witness. I'm getting my hair back. Walking into Channel 10 is like stepping through a pool into the early 90s. Indie band posters with artist signatures plaster the walls. Cracked vinyl chairs are stacked up in the corners. Empty bottles of pilsner and bohemian beer are cluttered on the tables, waiting for someone to clear them away. Upon the stage, amps and instruments are still lying around. I pick up an electric guitar and wipe the dust off it. Now this is a piece of rock and roll history.
4: You know, I think I saw Jesus Jones play here.
0: I was at that gig too. The whole band accidentally inhaled me. I ended up going on the whole tour with them.
1: That must have been awful.
0: I had a blast. I am
1: meant for the band.
4: I can feel the residual magic in here. It's like a balloon waiting to pop. Just a single poke will do it.
1: I poking, then. Fred, are you plugging the stereo?
4: You got it, boss.
1: I figure we should stay out of the light once the archway appears. I'll call up my wings to shield us.
4: Will that make any difference?
1: It's probably about as good as throwing on sunblock in the middle of a nuclear war, but…
0: Stereo's up top!
1: Let it rip! <laughs> the music blasts through the speakers, shaking the floor and salting our ears. My wings unfurl around Eris Anne and Threadripper. I hope to hells that they can withstand whatever storm is about to be unleashed on us. The music starts to distort, turning into a kind of heavy metal chant. An arch of blazing golden light crackles to life on stage. Rays of light shoot out and hit my wings full on. I can feel the light trying to burn my abyssal magic away, but somehow it's holding. A shadow forms in the midst of the arch. The shape of a man with a massive mullet and a double neck guitar. It's. It's...
5: It's Broggy! Hello, Queen City! Where is everyone? Over here, you Brogginess. Hi! Huh. I was expecting a full house. They... Uh, that was... That was a while ago. They, they probably all have jobs now. Sad. But an audience of five is as good as 75. If the gods are present...
0: An audience of five? You can see me?
5: Of course, my fungal friend. Even if your form is an illusion, you bear my crown of gold and my runes adorn your skin. You are bound to Bragi! Cool. Of course it's cool. Why did you even say that? Everything I do is cool. Uh, double-necked guitar's cool. Seems a little extra to me. Now that Brody has come, it is time to celebrate! The Queen City will party like it has never partied before!
4: That sounds okay to me.
5: And only some will die.
4: That's less okay.
5: Uh, question. Why does anyone have to die? Mortal bodies can only celebrate with Bragi for so long. Not all can contain the joy my presence brings. So they party themselves to death? They pop like wine bladders. Wine everywhere! But it won't be wine. No. No, it will be blood. And bones and guts and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks for that image. And when you say some will die, just how many are we talking about? some will die in the first few seconds most within a minute then the rest of you
4: all of us we all die
5: explosively with joy as metal as that sounds i no i, I don't I, I don't i don't i don't think so mate valentine i was once a mortal like you a man who told stories to relieve other humans from the torment of their existence, if only for a moment. Death was my greatest fear. But when we celebrate, you will fear it no more. Yeah, because we'll all die explosively. No, no one's
1: ex- no one's exploding today, Broggy. I, I challenge you to a musical duel, one on one. You win, we all party. I win. You leave
5: Earth and never come back. What? (laughs) I am the god of music and poetry. You are a mortal. I will crush you. I like my chances. Very well, Valentine. Pick up your guitar. I will begin. (laughs)
2: I'm Aidan Morgan, writer and producer of this episode of Graveyard Tapes. Uh, We were planning on having a rocking great guitar solo for this part, but we don't. So uh, let me describe to you what happens. Broggy's golden double neck guitar grows eight more necks. He himself grows 12 more arms. He begins to play. It is a crescendo, an orchestra, an overture of electric fire and beauty. And it seems to go on forever, even though it maybe only lasts 30 seconds. Okay, let's get back to the show.
5: I've always wanted to do that.
2: Holy moly!
0: us? how are you gonna beat that?
2: Like this. Hi again, this is Aiden, uh, still the editor and producer of this episode of The Graveyard Tapes. We were planning on having a really bad guitar solo for Valentine, but that didn't happen. So let me describe to you what happens. Do you remember maybe back when you were in middle school, there was a kid in eighth grade who claims that he knew you know, Eddie Van Halen, that Eddie Van Halen had actually left him his guitar and when everybody called him out, he wouldn't back down. So he said he'd play Van Halen's solo at an assembly and he does it. And it's terrible, and everyone is embarrassed, and it is, as the kids say, absolute cringe. And he never lived it down, and the recording followed him around on the internet for years, and it never happened to any of us here, especially me. Okay, let's get back to the show.
5: Oh,
4: hells.
2: What was that?
1: I thought the mullet would grant me the ability to tread it. I mean, it worked for Jack Black, why not me?
4: Can't you play guitar? I-I thought you were in a punk band once.
1: Yeah, a punk band. You get kicked out of a punk band if you know how to play your instrument.
0: I'm glad you paid $75 to kill us all, boss.
5: You played... I was going to say well, but the truth is you played terribly. But still, you challenged Bragi. And for that, you will be granted one last request before you celebrate and die explosively, etc. Very well. I request that you go back to Asgard. No. Worth a shot.
1: In that case, I request a performance from Trevor.
0: Really? I would like nothing more. I will perform the title track from my SoundCloud album. It's called the Trevor Rap.
5: Wrap away, my fungal
0: friend. Tell
5: us all your story.
0: Pump up the jelly. Pump it up. Don't think you're ready for this jelly. That's Beyonce. I, I'm Trevor. She's successful, but I'm clever. I'm fungus. by Balder's Beard. What is that?
5: That's Trevor. It it is the most horrible thing in all the realms. The rhymes are so ill-judged. The rhythm is completely inconsistent. Guarantee you, it can only get worse. No!
1: Not much I can do, you brogginess. There's no getting rid of Trevor. And since you bound him with your runes, he's going to follow you everywhere. The way I see it, your only option is to run back to your dimension and wait a few hundred years. Trevor might be gone by then. Unless he's still around. How old does a city-sized fungus get?
0: No. Wait for me.
4: Is... is he gone?
1: Looks like. Trevor's rap was so awful, I scared a god away.
0: It's a work in progress.
1: Glad I inhaled you, Trevor.
0: Oh, I knew you'd come around. And will get used to me eventually. How's that? His runes bound me to him. When he escaped back to Asgard, I followed.
1: So, you're here, but you're also...
0: ...rapping and telling stories in Asgard.
1: Maybe they'll make you a god.
4: Valentine, your hair is... falling out.
1: I run a hand through my mullet, pulling out tufts of gold. The strands fade and dissolve before they hit the floor. I can't help but feel a pang of sadness as they go.
4: So much for being a groupie.
1: We you settle for a cup of coffee?
4: Let's grab a bagel somewhere.
1: That's more my speed. Bagels? What is it with you humans and those things? Oh, like it's so great to stuff your face with murder buzz and donuts all day.
0: Yeah, it's the best.
1: You know, when I put it that way, it does sound pretty good. Why do you stand on the whole donuts versus bagels issue, Trevor?
5: Trevor? I think he's gone. Really?
1: Uh, are we sure this time? Oh, thank the gods. I haven't gone to the bathroom in forever.
0: You're still here, aren't you? I seem so relieved. I didn't want to disappoint him.
1: Well, Trevor, get out of here.
2: You have been listening to The Graveyard Tapes, Man in the Mullet, Part 2, written and produced by Aidan Morgan, edited by Nikki Ewart, Angela Dumalag, and Dustin Gray, audio engineering by Robin of psychonadia with the voices of Chase Hunter as Valentine, Rick the Whitebird as Threadripper, Angela Dumalag as Zero Day, Nikki Ewart, Harris, Fenway Jones as Anne, Corey as Trevor the Cloud, Brianna Jean Toiber as Melinda, Lamar Harris as Grant McIntosh, and Emrys Cassidy as Bragi.
0: Oh, yeah! Zero Day EXE has stopped
4: working. 404. Zero not found.